Cue the sirens. We're back. Emergency pod, February 18th. Carson Wentz is a um, is a member of the Indianapolis Colts, and he is your starting quarterback for the 2021, and you would assume the 2022 season at the very least and potentially much, much longer. Uh, so the wait and the saga is over. Uh, I would say fans rejoice about that. Judging by my mentions, I think mixed reactions. I don't know, maybe a little bit more on the we believe in Carson Wentz and Frank Reich and Chris Ballard more than not. Uh, but we'll get into all that on this emergency podcast. Kevin Bowen uh, in my home. Chris Presley will be joining me next week as we get back into our pods. Uh, so what, la- yesterday's pod lasted about, uh, what was that, 24-ish hours? Not bad. Uh, but here we are. And Carson Wentz is your quarterback, Colts fans. Uh, we'll talk compensation. We'll talk the belief of Frank Reich. Obviously, some questions about this trade um, that we'll address. And then I had about a handful of people slide into the DMs. We'll get into that. And uh, well, I don't know, about 15, 20 minutes here on the emergency pod. Overall thoughts briefly. You guys know full well that I'm team draft, but I realize that, again, that's difficult to achieve, especially when you're drafting at 21 overall. And so if you're trying to appease what you know, Frank Reich, or excuse me, Jim Ursay has mentioned of that veteran vision, but also trying to maintain somewhat of a high ceiling. I don't think there was a more realistic option out there that's better in marrying those two together than Carson Wentz. And now it's all up to the belief in Frank Reich to take a person that is broken and to turn him into something that um, you know, maybe isn't at the 2017 level, but, you know, can get to what we saw in 2018 and 2019. Um, you know, before we get into, you know, Reich himself and just why I think so many people, including myself, you know, have plenty of reasons to believe that that can happen. Let's talk about Wentz here and, and just the Colts fit. I do feel like from a skill set standpoint, you're going to get more of an RPO look with him at quarterback than you had with Phillip Rivers. Just a different looking, I think, RPO system, a little bit more multiple as well. It's not going to be as crazy quick rhythm as you had it with Phillip Rivers, you know, for, for several reasons. And then um, you're also going to have a guy that uh, is a really great seam passer. I mean, when you're talking about the ability to push the ball down the middle of the field and, and really drive it, that is what Carson Wentz does a terrific job of. So I think from a skill set, that's a little bit of a, just a, a difference from what you've had at quarterback you know, recently, you know, certainly last year in 2020 with, with Phillip Rivers. Um, I think something about Wentz's game that when you look back, and, and we'll continue to do this over the coming days and coming weeks, his numbers with Reich versus without Reich, he really wasn't that quicker rhythm quarterback with him versus without him. You know, he still got the ball out fairly quick. This past year was slow, and, you know, part of that had to do, I think, with just their dysfunction as an offense overall. But um, this is a guy that, you know, got it out at at a decent pace, you know, with Reich and really maintained that after him. It was that 2020 season is when it really, really jumped. I think the the Colts view this as they are not ready to go all in on patience and – trading up in the draft would have taken some level of patience. Um, and I totally get that. 
Like, again, just because my opinion is one doesn't mean I can't acknowledge and see the reasoning behind this sort of trade. And when you started to list, you know, Darnold and, you know, Trubisky and, boy, I posted a story, you know, earlier today, Marcus Mariota and Nick Foles and Andy Dalton and, again, all of these guys that were realistic, this was the guy that had the most intrigue, and I really didn't think it was very close. Now, it's not like the measuring stick was extremely high when you started to compare him to those other guys. You know, he's a quarterback that's barely over 500. Um, what, has made one playoff start? So, yeah, it's not like you, this is some slam dunk by any means. But, again, when you're comparing him to the others and considering high level of a play he's gotten to in his career, that's why the intrigue is there of can you get to that ceiling? Can you get close to that ceiling? Is the floor a little bit lower? Certainly. But that's part of the risk. And, and obviously, when you make a move of this magnitude at quarterback, uh, this is the riskiest decision in the Chris Bauer, Frank Reich era. And uh, we'll see how it works out. Press Taylor, the addition of him. It's this coaching staff who had been you know, kind of a position coach, really, for Carson Wentz over the past few years. He's inside of that Philly building. you got to think he was vetted a whole lot in this decision. Uh, does that give you know fans a little bit more comfort with this? Or is it something to where... You know, people are still skeptical about what you heard from Philadelphia because it's pretty damning. You know, some of the stuff that has been reported and how much of that is the Eagles trying to get their side of the story out and trying to save face and how much of that is really true. Um, I think those are all kind of unknowns that we, we really won't know truly until we see the Carson Wentz era here in Indianapolis play out. You know, I, I think it's almost impossible to know that mentally. I think physically you do feel like, again, with Reich, that this is a guy that, you know, you can develop that aspect. And, and ultimately, in a way, and, and there's not, I don't want to draw a whole lot of parallels between Rivers and the Wentz situation because I don't think, like, there's as many similarities as people would like to think. But I think the biggest similarity is Philadelphia in, in the Colts' eyes. The Chargers did not support Philip Rivers enough, and the Eagles did not support Carson Wentz enough. And the Colts feel like they will support him enough. And by that, I don't mean like, you know, he's going to, whatever, a bunch of help around the building. I mean, here's an offensive line with three very high-level players right now. Here's a run game that was ascending at the end of the year and has a 23-year-old or however old Jonathan Taylor is, and, and, and the defense – you know, you, you feel like there's a several big-time building blocks over on that side of the ball. And then certainly, Frank Reich's presence as well. Is that enough to get Carson Wentz to get back to the level of, you know, I, I still think ultimately to win in January, which is an unknown with Wentz. You know, he hasn't been there and, and played it, you know, many games in that, in that moment. You know, if you got a top eight, top ten quarterback, is that enough? Chris Boward's words, you know, last week about functional. Um, if Carson Wentz can get there, is that enough for this team to get over whatever that hurdle? And there's still several more boxes to be checked um, to really feel, I think, great about your team, not only here in 2021, but moving forward. But I think those are all things that you got to keep in mind. All right, the compensation. So what was it, 84th overall pick? Is that right? 
third rounder in 2021, and then a conditional second that could turn into a first in 2022. Let's get this out of the way. If that is a second round pick, that means Carson Wentz has either suffered a somewhat major injury or he sucked. Like he's got to play what? 70 is it 75% of the snaps? That's not a lot for a starting quarterback in the NFL. Philip Rivers played 95% this year. And he actually came out of the game at 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 different moments. Again, unless you know Philip Rivers misses whatever three or four games or he's just terrible, he's going to reach that level and it's even a smaller level, right? Yeah, 70% and make the playoffs, you're still going to give up a first rounder. So Colts fans want this to be a first rounder. I don't understand where you would not want this to be a first rounder. It would, again, mean that Wentz got hurt or he's just been terrible. So I'm viewing this as you are trading away third round pick here in 2021 and a first rounder in 2022. My thoughts on this um, are kind of two things. The first that stands out to me, probably the best part of this trade compensation-wise, is the fact that you aren't giving up a first or second rounder in 2021. I mean, in terms of resources, yes, you know, the cap's going to go down a little bit, and we'll get into that, but you're keeping 21 overall. You're keeping 50, whatever it is overall. Like, that's that's. That's huge, I think. You know, can you get that left tackle at 21 overall that starts from day one? You know, what do you do in the second round as well? Are you trading back in the first round and, and, and getting, you know, whatever, another tackle, you know, maybe later in that round one and then trying to recoup that third round pick here in 2021? But from a resource standpoint, this season, this offseason, you're maintaining most of your big horses. Yeah, I mean, you are losing a third rounder. But it's not like the end of the world, I think, from a, um, you know, what you could see in 2022, you know, when you are are losing a first rounder and that might impact things a little bit more. Um, my other thought is this. I, so many people, and I, maybe this is just how trades work, like the day of the trade and it's February 18th and we won't get any concrete answers on this trade ultimately, you know, for another seven months. But like so many people are just quick to say, when? Steel, I, I think that is so overblown in this. And I said this on yesterday's pod. This trade ultimately will be viewed like this. Did Carson Wentz get the Colts to be a perennial contender in the month of January or not? That's it. Like, that is how this trade will ultimately be viewed moving forward. If it's a first rounder and a third rounder, a second rounder and a third rounder. I'm not losing too much sleep over it. This trade for me simply comes down to you have a quarterback that looked broken last year. Can you put pieces back together and make him an above average quarterback for multiple years? And that helps your franchise make runs in January, win divisions, and just get to the level that they haven't really gotten to consistently over the past handful of seasons. So, and I know that's probably a much different view from at least a lot of people's reaction on Twitter, but I am not, you know, fretting too much over compensation. Okay, uh, yeah, 
this is probably what Carson Wentz is worth. And, you know, part of it is a reminder of what the NFL thinks of Carson Wentz right now, that there weren't that many teams interested in him and the fact that this is the trade package that it takes to get him. Um, And that, I guess, gets into a little bit of just, you see Eagles fans and, you know, some of them have slid into my mentions. I'm sure you guys have seen them as well. Like they're, they are thrilled by this. They're like, Oh yeah, he's not our starting quarterback anymore. He, you know, he, he wasn't going to be, we've got Jalen hurts. We've got the sixth pick. We've got the seventh pick, wherever they are. We're good. Like, I'm just glad that we got something out of him and a couple of picks that are the first three rounds. I, I don't know if that's really the way to look at it because your franchise is clearly dealing with some issues right now. But I, I don't look at this and be like, Chris Ballard has fleeced the Eagles by any means. You know, how many quarterbacks literally look as bad as Carson Wentz looked last year, and it still takes this sort of trade package to get him? Um, now, in two, three years down the road, the Colts are won a couple AFC Souths and have made it to an AFC title game or a Super Bowl or whatnot then the Colts could very well and will be getting the last laugh if they're able to, you know, make this work. But I think just the whole overreaction to compensation, it's just not a path that I'm, I'm really going down too, too much. Again, you, you guys have heard me say this before, you know, name me trade packages in the past of, you know, what Kansas City gave up from Mahomes, Buffalo traded up twice to get, you know, Josh Allen, Baltimore moving back into the first round to get Lamar Jackson, um, you know, those sorts of things. Okay, that's what we talk about on February 18th, but come September, come October, let it play out in 2021, go into 2022 in the war, you know, as, as well. That's when we're really going to find out who won this trade. Okay, um, Frank Reich's belief. This is the driving force behind this trade. You guys have heard me say that for several weeks right now. Um, I went on Philly Radio a couple weeks ago. I don't know if I shared this with you guys. And I uttered the phrase, Carson Wentz, in a way, is like the son Frank Reich never had. That might be hyperbole and aggressive of a statement. And maybe I was just trying to be like, oh, I'm on Philly Radio. Let me take some, get a scorching hot take going here. Uh, that wasn't my thought at all. I don't really know why I said it. Uh, but I somewhat believe it. Frank Reich loves Carson Wentz. Loves, loves, loves him. Um, I can't stress that enough. And I know some people might just overlook that and whatnot, but that was a massive, massive force behind this trade. And uh, I think he's a believer in him as a football player. And we saw that in what Philly did once Frank Reich got there. You know, Frank Reich took that OC job in 2016. January 2016, and then over the next couple months, they um, they traded up twice to get Wentz, and obviously Reich had a big say in that, you know, along with Doug Peterson and company. And I think ultimately, wh- where I sit on this is Frank Reich, whether it was Philip Rivers or Andrew Luck or. I guess Nick Foles in kind of a weird situation. Um, even Carson Wentz early in his career. Quarterbacks of varying degrees throughout the NFL and skill sets 
have played at a pretty high level under Reich's tutelage. Under Reich as a you know play caller, offensive mind. You know, I know he didn't call the plays in in, in Philly, but um, that's a pretty good resume. And I think unquestionably, quarterbacks have succeeded under him. And that's where I think I lie in the. I believe Wright can get Wentz back to an upper, um, above average level play in the NFL. Where I think is the unknown is the mental part. And that's, I guess, just the bit of the slippery slope in all of this. Of could Frank Reich put aside what he thinks of Carson Wentz and make this decision in a very honest manner? You know, it's like, you know, when you're coaching your kid's team, can you sit your own kid on the bench in crunch time? And that gets back to the Adam Vinatieri thing of, okay, you really, really believe in this guy. That's fine. But, like, let's make sure you're looking at the full picture here, vet it out big time, and realize that just because you have this background doesn't necessarily mean it is the right move. And a lot of, you know, shit, frankly, has happened to Carson Wentz since Frank Reich left. I mean, that was 2017. That's a long time ago. Scott Tolzien was the Colts' starting quarterback to begin the 2017 season for us to look back on how long ago that season was. How is the, where's the scar tissue at for a guy like Carson Wentz over that time? You're not inside that building. You, you know, you, yes, you, you have people that you clearly trust in that organization, but still... This stuff is different than what Rivers walked into in 2020 or what Luck walked into coming back from the shoulder issues in 2017, 2018, you know, or even going back to Nick Foles' situation late in the um, 2017 season when he, when he took over. So this all comes down to Frank Reich's belief. And I tend to believe that he can get it figured out as – the mechanics of it all, like I'm talking about Carson Wentz's mechanics as a football player on the field where I have some unknown is just about Wentz mentally and, and how much can Reich really play into that? Is it, is is this all of a sudden just take him out of this environment, put him into a different environment and you're going to cure that. If that's the case, I think it's got a high chance to be successful. If that's not the case, and when Wentz hits adversity again and you start to see the decision-making we saw in 2020, then I think that's where this becomes a very slippery slope. But make no mistake about it, this is Chris Ballard betting on Frank Reich's belief. And this is Frank Reich ultimately you know, tying his wagons tenure-wise to Carson Wentz. I, I can't see how... Um, this Carson Wentz situation not working out and Frank Reich, maybe even Chris Bauer, but probably more so Frank Reich. And I guess Chris, because Chris is tying himself to, to Frank to a strong degree with this, that working out and their tenure continuing. But again, you got to be a risk taker at quarterback. And this situation to me is far better than the other options that we've, that, that we've talked about. Um, 
it is interesting when you look at Reich's number, or excuse me, Wentz's numbers under Reich versus without Reich, they're not as starkly different as you would think. I just briefly ran these before the pod started. Completion percentage is actually slightly worse for Wentz under Reich than when than uh than not under Reich. Um touchdowns a little bit higher. He ranked eleventh in the NFL in the two years. Under Reich, he was 18th in the NFL when Reich left those final three seasons. Interception rate, virtually the same. Passer rating, virtually the same. Yards per attempt is pretty much the same. Um, the wins are different. Now, again, how much is quarterback wins a stat? But that, that was at least interesting to me is, yes, that 2017 season, and it should be mentioned, obviously, wins year one and year two in the NFL is different than year three, four, and five in the NFL. But that ascension of him, as a player throughout those first two seasons. And that trajectory, I think, is what was very attractive. Um, but then he just really kind of leveled out. So I guess the question is, you know, is there more? Is there more to be molded um, from him? Um, okay, as far as just maybe some some questions, and I guess this is probably more of an Eagles side of it before we get into the handful of Twitter questions that were sent in. Um, you know, since tearing that ACL, under 500 as a starting quarterback in an awful division. Um, I don't think you can ignore that when you look at the Giants and you look at Washington, and they've certainly not found their franchise quarterback as well, and Dallas has had its own issues. I would probably say the most glaring aspect to all of this that gives you pause for concern about this trade, and I guess I'm speaking of the crowd that I've certainly heard that don't agree with this trade is the fact that you just watched an NFL organization 20 months removed from handing their franchise QB a generational contract. Now they're trading him for this trade package. And I would say what's most worrisome maybe in all of this is the fact that they started to make this decision before the 2020 season happened. Like, before that broken year Carson Wentz just played, they go out and they draft Jalen Hurts in the second round. Can you imagine? The Colts hand Andrew Luck the contract they handed him in 2016, and then they come back and they draft, you know, whoever in the second round at quarterback? We all would be like, what the, wait, what? What the hell is going on here? And so that, I guess, is worrisome. Is like, what red flags did they see in 2019? Because if you look at his numbers, I mean, they're not that bad. I'm, I'm pretty sure Philly, um, I should probably look that up, made the, um, made the playoffs that year. Like, what were those concerns in 2019 that all of a sudden led to them coming back and drafting a quarterback in the second round? Yeah, they were a playoff team. In 2019, that was when Wentz started and got hurt early in that game. You know, that's where you get to and you just think, oh boy, what, 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 what am I not seeing here? What, what more do you know? Because then 2020 plays out and, and then it becomes abundantly clear that they need to go in a different direction. The whole Sirianni thing is kind of interesting. You know, did Nick have any say in this? He's an opinion that obviously Frank pretty – Respects very highly. Um, you know, that's something that I've, that I've thought about as well. And, and then 
I guess lastly, we, we've yet to see Carson Wentz really in, in big, big games. You know, the, in that market, you play in a little bit more regular season games than most. But still, the playoff experience is lacking. And really, the big-time December football games are lacking collegiately. You know, it is a different animal playing at that level versus playing at this level as well. I don't think you can ignore that. Um, so, yeah, this is, um, this is a very interesting, debatable move. And there's certainly reasons to like it. There's certainly reasons to be skeptical about it. For fans that I don't think want to be patient or take that risk of the draft, this really checks the box of making that that group happy of um, those that kind of view this as more of the win now. Whereas you guys have heard me say, I think it's kind of a five to seven year thing. Having said that, this has the ability to be a five to seven year answer for sure if you can put the puzzle back together. I think lastly, before we get to, to Twitter questions, like Carson Wentz clearly wanted to be in Indianapolis. And I just think flat out, he's got to act like he wants to be here. Like who knows? Was he really uncoachable in 2020? Did he really not want to be here? Did he really, you know, act like that in practice? Did he, you, know, you hear all of that. That's worrisome. That's, that's freaky stuff at the quarterback position, not in a good way. If that's the case, here you are now getting a rebirth under the guy that believed in you so much in 2016 and got you to heights that you've never sniffed really since then in 2017. So you're here. You're in Indianapolis. You're getting a new start with an organization that has a whole lot of support around you. Act like it. Be a leader. Embrace it. Because there's not a ton of quarterbacks that get this sort of second chance. Would Chicago have offered that opportunity for you? You know? I think that's the reality of where you're at right now with this. Of um, The mental aspect, no one knows. No one knows. Not even Frank Reich. He can think, but, you know, until shit gets real and live bolts start flying and adversity hits, that's when you'll find out, kind of head up, what you've got. Do you still have that guy that you felt like was there in 2016, 2017, or is the scar tissue unfixable? I believe in right quarterback, mechanic-wise, all of those things. But this is the, there's more to this. There's more to this than just what luck was or, again, what Rivers is and things like that. Reich's track record, his history at quarterback, gives me and a lot of people reason to have hope. But it's that other element to that position, which is why these guys get paid the most, that has to be there as well to sustain it. All right, a few questions here before we head out. Uh, Max says, hey, Kevin, now that we've traded for Wentz, how does this contract work for us? I fear we just lost a lot of cap space. Um, Not not too bad, honestly. So this is pretty much a two-year contract. $47 million deal. He's under contract for four more years, but from a guarantee standpoint, it's about a two year, 47 million. So that what brings your cap space down to 40, 
45, 46 this year. So, I mean, that's plenty of room, plenty of room um, to make, you know, three to four substantial moves and, and provide support there. All right, Steven, now that you see the picks we gave up for Wentz, which was not much in my opinion, do you believe we will draft Trey Lance or Mac Jones if they fall to 21? No. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I, you know, Carson Wentz is 28 years old. You know, you aren't making a move for a 28-year-old quarterback if you don't believe he can be the guy for several seasons at the minimum slash for the future. Brian says, how long is Frank Reich's leash to make Carson Wentz a winner? Well, I'd probably say two years. I can't go any longer than that. And if you see signs of 2020, you know, this coming season, then it's probably just one year. I mean, it would have to really bottom out now that I say that out loud for for the Colts to make a move there. But, you know, most franchises, you know, when you screw up quarterback – that's that's it. Um, I mean, I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if Wentz looked like he did in 2020. I'd be really surprised by that. All right, Colton, uh, so now that we have Wentz, if he plays like he did last year, will this be Jacob Eason's window to prove himself? Um, yeah, I guess now we debate who the backup quarterback's going to be. That'll be, um, that'll be interesting. You know, I, I would just roll with Eason, but I understand that, you know, maybe the Colts feel like from a stability standpoint, you need more of a veteran presence. You don't need, you know, Jalen Hurts 2.0 behind Carson Wentz. If my quarterback's that fragile, uh, I'm probably a little bit worried about him, but, you know, some guys, that's might, that might be how they roll. You know, obviously, Andrew Luck had a big-time veteran voice for a lot of seasons behind him. Even Scott Tolzien, you know, was, a, was much more of a veteran voice in a veteran mind, then you would think, you know, quarterbacks who have been as established as luck was at that point of his career would have. All right, everybody. Appreciate you tuning in. Uh, emergency pod here. Recapping the Carson Wentz trade. Again, cannot be official uh, under league terms until March, what is it, 17th? I think the new league year starts. So uh, we'll have articles up on the fan site and uh, be back Tuesday for another pod. So if you guys have any other questions about this situation, just slide in the DMs and uh, we'll get to them as well. Have a great weekend, everybody.